welcome to the final uh, of our videos in the early modern and modern era of Britain. And in this era, uh, we're going to look at the uh, Victorian uh, period. So uh, the Victorian era uh, lasted roughly from 1820 to uh, 1914, and it was defined by the rule of Queen Victoria, although not as specifically as were the eras of the Tudors and the Stuarts. Um, it was in many ways uh, Britain's golden era. Uh, the British Empire was at its full power, uh, becoming the, the largest empire in human history. And at its peak, it had over 400 million people uh, as subjects from India all the way to uh, Canada. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, Britain is well known for its culture of, of social classes. And this culture had unique expressions during the uh, Victorian era, era that are worth uh, looking into. The upper classes, uh, as we mentioned in previous videos, uh, usually inherited their wealth and they owned uh, land. So men in the upper class could vote. Uh, and few in this class ever did work, at least not compared to the, the working classes. The working classes made up the, the great majority of British society. Uh, they did the physical labor and their hard work and their, their toughness uh, was the basis of really a Britain's power and prosperity. Working class people mostly couldn't vote um, since they couldn't afford to own property uh, so these hard facts contributed to uh, a kind of class divide. Uh, in the Victorian era, there was also a, a middle class, and these were the people who had gained wealth and social status, but crucially uh, not via inheritance or titles like their upper class uh, counterparts. So a typical member of the Victorian middle class would have maybe been a merchant or, or a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, middle class children uh, would have attended school and their fathers would have usually been eligible to vote because they, they have owned a property. Uh, it is interesting to note that Britain's more advanced colonies um, didn't usually copy this, this class system. And this is mainly because... Uh, the class system is in, inherently tied to the, the patterns of, of British history, as we've seen uh, previously. So therefore, the system of social class is really part of what makes Britain's culture uh, unique amongst um, English-speaking nations. So a particularly serious issue uh, that, was, that was confronted during the uh, Victorian era was that of the, the slave trade in the Atlantic. So Great Britain itself uh, abolished the Atlantic slave trade in the early 19th century. And it used the, the great might of the Royal Navy um, to enforce that ban. So what this meant was when, uh, when Royal Navy ships uh, caught slavers uh, attempting to transport slaves from, uh, let's say, Africa uh, to the Americas, uh, they would force the ships to return to their last port and they would release uh, their captives. Okay, uh, so let's move on to a topic that we've mentioned in passing, uh, the Industrial Revolution. So 
So the Industrial Revolution is is crucial uh, to modern British history, and it's important that it began in the cities uh, of this uh, island. So in terms of the ways that it has changed the way we live, uh, it is really only comparable to the appearance of of agriculture uh, thousands of years ago. Um, Increasingly, a global trade uh, led by Britain actually made this uh, revolution possible. So the Industrial Revolution was a unique, uh, a unique event. And it can be said that industrialization required uh, six factors in order to take place. So those six factors are, are as follows. Um, you needed uh, one, high levels of, of agricultural production. And two, you need uh, people with uh, managerial skills. Uh, three, you need a means of transportation for raw materials and goods, such as ports, rivers, uh, canals and roads. Uh, fourth, you would need the natural resources themselves, such as coal and iron. Uh, fifth, you need a legal environment that can foster business and maintain the peace. Uh, six, uh, finally, of course, you would need the capital, you would need the money uh, to invest in industrial enterprises. So uniquely uh, around the world, uh, Britain met these criteria and really it kind of changed uh, the modern world completely. So examples of uh, this kind of new industry included the the steam engine, uh, textile mills, uh, large scales uh, metallurgy and various kinds of, of machinery and tools. Uh, the so-called uh, cottage industries of the past were, were largely wiped out. So this is industries where people worked from their homes, things like uh, weaving. And the era of the factory uh, would dominate. So we're talking really about the creation of the modern capitalist uh, system. So standards of, li- of living uh, increased under capitalism. Um but social change and the cultural weakening uh, had also been uh, seen and, and were quite severe. So now on to our, our, our final topic, uh, the British Empire. Uh, the British Empire can be uh, roughly defined as, as any part of the world that was under the political or the military control of Great Britain. So the British Empire uh, took control and and ruled through two different forms. Uh, One was imperialism and the other was colonialism. And there are important differences uh, between the two. So typically uh, imperialism is defined as a state policy of uh, domination over another population and land using a diplomacy or armed force. Uh, on the other hand, colonialism uh, usually involves the moving and the settling of people from the dominant country to the subject country. So in this case, people from the British Empire would actually live uh, in those countries. So imperialism and colonialism were, were basically motivated by a desire for uh, resources and wealth. Um, Technological advancements in Europe, especially with regards to maritime technology, uh, technology relating to to boats and navigation, uh, made it possible for Europeans to confront 
faraway peoples with the advantage always on their side. So this kind of um, imperialism and colonialism um, were often justified uh, to the people under the guise of of spreading uh, religion, spreading uh, Christianity uh, around the globe. The British Empire uh, specifically had two main uh, phases uh, of, of colonialism and imperialism. In the first, uh, Britain wrestled control over, over uh, major colonies in uh, North America, uh, the Caribbean and the Indian uh, subcontinent. So this allowed them to vastly expand uh, raw material resources and trade back to uh, Great Britain. In the second phase, the British Empire expanded into Africa and East Asia and Australia. So we mentioned before the loss of the 13 colonies uh, in what is now America. And this motivated the colonization of uh, Australia and eventually Singapore, Hong Kong and African territories like Nigeria and Kenya. Slavery initially played a, a huge role in these earlier phases of the empire. But but as we noted earlier, it was actually banned uh, fairly soon after. So the vast and powerful empires of Europe would be brought down in in two stages. Um, the first stage was was World War One, and this saw the great European empires basically destroy each other. Um, prior to World War One, Europeans and especially uh, Britons had a strong faith in their culture and heritage. And after World War I, this began to, to change. Uh, World War I also put a, a tremendous strain on the economies of Europe. Um, colonies such as South Africa, Canada, and other British Empire uh, colonies began to want independence themselves. The second phase uh, was World War II. Um, so World War II, I guess we could describe as the the knockout blow, the final blow to the European empires. Hitler's armies uh, had the Western allies pinned down in Europe, and this led them unable to defend their Asian colonies from uh, the Japanese. And this massive and brutal conflict uh, led to the economic decline of, of all the empires, uh, especially the British empire. So, so Britain, um, once the wealthiest and the most powerful empire in, in history, saw virtually all of her colonies achieve independence within the next 20 years. 